You're listening to the Engaged Club podcast, where we believe that engagement of members, staff, and managers is the key to a thriving club. Our aim is to help you become a better club manager by giving you practical, actionable club management and marketing advice. I'm Roger Kincaid. I'm the marketing director at Off Course Golf. We make member and customer engagement tools for club managers that make growth and prosperity their business. You can find out more about what we do at offcourse.golf. And I'm Jim Hope. I've been managing clubs and working in the hospitality business for nearly 40 years. I now proudly serve the members of the Derrick Golf and Winter Club in Edmonton, Alberta as their GM and COO. Oh, Jim, so excited about this episode. You teased us, you tantalized us a few episodes back about uh, an event that you ran at your club. And I know that when we interviewed John Fisher earlier on in the podcast that and he talked about the Expect the Unexpected Golf Tournament. I knew that you were just drooling to do this up at your club. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I'm glad you brought up Fish because um, I've always called myself a, like a Taiwanese knockoff because I'm like one year after Fish on everything he does. Because I just steal <laughs> his ideas from this year and then I implement them next year. And I got this the idea for Expect the Unexpected ETU from uh, John's Kitchen of the Mines. And it's a... It's an on-course food and beverage event um, that has, you know, golf is, is you know, third or fourth in the priority list of what you're going to do for, you know, what turned out at our club for the event we did last Friday it turned out to be four hours on the golf course for 11 holes. Oh, my God. That's the funniest um, thing about it is, like, the pace of play rules are just straight out the window. But, oh, but- it, it's the goofiest thing. And people, like, they couldn't care less. And we had them skipping holes. And, and, and one of the stations that we did, which I'll talk about, was so good that, People would be on the other side of the golf course, and I'd see these three golf courts, like cutting, go, doing a cross-country trip across the golf course. And I said, "Oh, they're going back to the Margarita Station, is where they're headed," you know. And they had they do a little dance, and then they'd uh, get back in their cart and go back to the hole wherever they were playing. So, all right. Well, so uh, far, Jim, we've got a Margarita Station and a little bit of dancing. I know this is going to be a really, really fun episode. It's going to give people a lot of ideas about the art of the possible on the golf course how you can delight members with crazy off-the-wall ideas. Uh, I am so excited for you to dive into Expect the Unexpected. This podcast is brought to you by the Canadian Society of Club Managers. Jim, let's get into it. Uh, I got an email that came in from a couple that played in it, and the, the subject line was Expect the Unexpected. And it said, we thought the evening was fantastic. Truly appreciate all the work and creativity that went into the event. The staff went above and beyond. Thank you. We can't wait to book for next year. So I just literally got that. Uh, that came in at 8.09 and my computer says 8.10 right now. Can you just tell us some stories? Kind of take us there. Let us know what happened. I'd love to hear after that. I'd love to hear you break down You know how you got the buy-in from your team, how you got them involved. Because I know uh, we're going to hear basically you siloed the event, right? That everybody was responsible for something and that your teams kind of did their own individual thing to, to please your members. And then I'm going to, I'm going to laud you. I'm going to just give you the heartiest pat on the back for one of the best pieces of email marketing that I have seen in the golf business in quite a while. So how's that sound? Awesome. Sounds good. What I'll do is I'll kind of lead you from the registration and then we'll go through holes one through 11. I love it. Um, and not each hole has a station, so um, but we'll kind of lead you what the experience was that the golfers had. So when they when they came in, we've got a big grass area in front of our banquet room, which we're, where we do most of our registrations for our events. And we had it we had it fenced off with a white picket fence that was all the way around. 
And inside the chef had uh, three different oysters uh, that were shucking. We called it a beach party. And uh, we had, you know, lawn chairs and chaise lounges and we had um, uh, straw umbrellas that were up. We served, everybody got half a pineapple, cut open fresh pineapple that was cored with a rump punch inside, um, you know, with an umbrella, of course, and a long straw. We had one of our beer purveyors that was out doing sampling of some of the product. Chef had raw oysters. We had corn dogs. Um, we had like a chicken satays. Um, we had a uh, game, we had Frisbee, we had football, we had uh, cornhole. We had, you know, where you throw the rope with the two balls and it, it, runs, oh, yeah. it goes yeah, around. Ladder ball. Yeah, ladder ball. And we had, so we had a bunch of games. And all of a sudden I look and we've got members age, the range age of who was playing would have been 25 to 75. And the wow. two 75 year old couple were having a water fight in the front lawn of our banquet facility. <laughs> right. So you're going, and this is at the very start. We've got, we've got a, a DJ that's out and he's playing sort of all summer beach music, party music. <clears throat> and our intent was just to create this atmosphere right at the very beginning that you guys are in for something completely different that you've ever seen before. And we had done that and we had a big banner of us up. Um, our, um, I think it said expect the unexpected. Uh, what are you expecting? And right. nobody had a clue. We actually had people that, you know, were calling to say, well, can you tell me when do we eat? Is there a buffet afterwards? And, and our, our, our front desk staff were saying there, there's a lot of food on the course. There will be no dinner afterwards. Um, and they're going, can you tell me what the food is? And they go, no, I, I actually don't know. Because if we told you, then it would be expected. And this is expect the unexpected. So we kept it really, really vague as to what we were going to do. And we were saying, like, just come with a leap of faith with us. And we promise that we won't disappoint you. And we had every single department in the club, and I'll exp you'll hear which department sort of did each station, um, sort of handled each of the different stations. And it wasn't, it was a shotgun. And normally we do this event as a, um, uh, off the first tee. So there's a, a sequence you want people to get to the stations to. Right. So yeah. at our club, we're used to doing shotguns. So we did it as a shotgun start, and we made sure that no one started at the hole where a station was. So everybody led, they came into the station. So. I'll, I'll lead you through the first. So the first hole we had our, our spa was there and they were just chatting people up as they came by and they just, they, they played a game where you were throwing a ball into different, they had a variety of different buckets and stuff. And so you just, while you're waiting to tee off, you just threw this ball into a bucket, really simple, but got people engaged. And again, this could have been someone's first hole. It could have been someone's last hole that they played as well. Right. Not, nothing on the second hole. On the third hole, we've got a bit of a gully that you hit over. So as you, as you were coming off the second green, you're going, where the heck's the tee? And the tee was in uh, was set up at a lower tee. So all of the tees were in, in very strategic places that we placed them because it may have tied into what the station, where the station was. And when they came over the corner, one of our trainers, who was a bodybuilder and has competed in bodybuilding, was dressed as a 1970s um, uh, trainer. He had on the, the, the headband. He had on the tight outfit with the short shorts with the leotards underneath. <laughs> and he was leading, and he had a, this really soft, really sedate yoga music. And we had one of our servers was there, and we were doing a kale shake with, um, um, I forget the liqueur, but with the liqueur that was inside of it. So, but he said he got everybody on the yoga mats. He said, let's, you know, let's just stretch up. And I know you're either in the middle of the round or you're just starting, but we got to get you all loosened up. And he ran on through some yoga moves. And then he whips out Twister. <laughs> and he said, you can do it as a couple or you can switch up whatever you want to do. And they played Twister for 10 minutes. And I've got pictures of, again, the 75-year-old and the 25-year-old in positions they never thought they could go into, you know, with their wife or their, their buddy's wife or their buddy's husband. 
<laughs> positions they never thought they would ever see themselves in. So they played Twister for a little bit, got on their carts, played the third hole, played the fourth. And when they came off the fourth green, all they saw were hockey boards because we have an outdoor hockey rink. And our superintendent had set up um, the back end of the hockey boards, including the corner, and they could see the back of the net. And my, my golf professionals got uh, twins and an older son, and they're real big hockey players. And he had a, as a slide board that he'd set up in the basement so they could play hockey in the basement's house. And he had that set up with a net. And uh, we had a, a, a wood fire pizza truck that was there. So as you pulled around the corner, uh, you get yourself a beer. You got a wood fire pizza truck. So you order a pizza. Was, the pizza was done in three minutes. And then they had a contest for how you would shoot the puck um, into the net if you hit one of the targets. If you didn't hit a target, you were slapping the puck with gloves on, of course, as far down the fairest par three as you could. And from there, you would drop your ball and play the par three. If you hit one of the targets, you got to hit your golf club uh, with a tee, your ball on a tee, but you had to wear the hockey gloves. Um, wow. That's like wearing handcuffs almost. Oh, it's absolutely, it's insane to watch yeah. people try to do this. So they played the, so they, they did the station at the fifth and they played the fifth hole. They played the sixth. And when they came to the, end of the sixth, we've got a, our comfort station. And in front of the comfort station, if you've ever gone to, I haven't, and I'm way too old to do this. My kids tell me about it. If you go into a bar, like a nightclub, there'll be somebody in the washroom, right? And they've got tums right. and Rolades and perfume and they're selling yeah, cologne, possibly so. ribbed condoms as well uh, <laughs> to be available to purchase, which we were giving away for free. Um, so we had one of our one of our pro shop attendants was really dressed up and he had a, a full, it was a beautiful wood box. It was folded up and everybody could help themselves some Rolades and there was, there was cologne. There was band-aids if you needed it. And we had condoms, of course. And the line that he gave every guy was, we've got the large condoms, so I'm not sure these will fit. They're probably a little big for you. That was sort of <laughs> the standard line every guy that came up. Um, but then I also had a ski shot that was there. So I had a 175-centimeter ski with four shot holes in it, and everybody had a fireball shot at it, right? So a little unexpected. And, you know, you thought you were coming to this little comfort station, but there everybody was doing a fireball shot. And then you then so you leave the sixth green, you go, well, where the hell is the seventh tee? And then you see the, the tee markers sort of up the fairway. And in the middle of it was a shopping cart that was had full of bottles and cans and it stunk and there was cans all over the place. And then you look to the right, you see a tarp and a clothesline like with clothes and a bra hanging off of it and a tear tip chair tipped over and a rickshaw and an old broken office chair and cans and garbage everywhere. And you gotta have a suitcase that's open with clothes coming out of it and a bench and they're going what the hell is that so they go to move the shopping cart to tee off and um uh, steph who runs our child care this is so this is the girl who runs our child care um all they hear is hey 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 i don't walk into your house and start moving your stuff around so why are you moving all my stuff around okay like just leave <laughs> that right there okay and then what they're all going what the hell was just that what just happened like who was that and then steph comes out and she's got a sign that says homeless child care staff looking for her sanity and dollars um, and she, and the kids had made it in, in childcare that day. The kids made the sign for it. They've got plastic letters from the alphabet all over it as well. Um, right. And the moms are looking and going, I leave my kids with you five days a week every day. Um, and so she'd say, look, if you guys are nice to me, come on over here. I got something for you. So everybody wandered over to staff. And in the cooler, she'd have Bud Light. And she put it, she said, and she'd look around like, like no one's looking. So, and she put it in a brown paper bag. And she said, here, this is for you. But don't let anybody see it, okay? Because, like, I don't want anyone to see me giving you a beer or anything like that. Um, <laughs> and then they they tee off and they they play the seventh. And 
they come off the seventh green and they saw a 60 foot curtain that was 12 feet high. Wow. They're going, you know, and they knew the T was on the other side of that. And they'd see the curtain would just open up. And one of our facilities, so this is run, this hole is run by our facilities team. Then, so that, trust me, golf services and FB didn't, couldn't build a screen like they had like that. So then he said, <laughs> Senorita, Senor, come this way. And they come behind the screen and they've got a full on cantina set up. They've got wow. Mexican music. We have um, uh, uh, one of our Cuban ladies that work for us who speaks absolutely no English, only Spanish, was was reading your palm. It was I can't just I don't want to say on the on the podcast what she was saying when she was reading your palm, but um, <laughs> in Spanish, but she was always pointing to a statue with a very large something on it and saying that okay. a very small one of those. Um, and then you play some cornhole. There was a chipping game. We did taco in a bag, so the food was. You know, a, a bag of Doritos tacos that you'd scrunch up, you'd rip it open, you'd put some ground beef in, some sour cream, some salsa, some guacamole, and you'd mix it all up and eat it right out of the bag. It's a, it's a, an old uh, sports thing that parents would do for their kids in the in the hotel rooms. Um, have a margarita, and then they had chairs lined up right behind the tee. So, and the ladies had to tee off, and three feet behind them was a gallery, and they would cheer and boo them and slap them and high five them. And if, if you missed the green, you have to have a tequila shot while you were drinking a margarita, which had tequila in it. Wow. That was the hole that people went cross country on to come back to three or four times during the event. So they played that hole, which was the eighth. They played the ninth. They came off the ninth green, and then they saw a 16-foot banquet table dressed with white with our wine glasses from our dining room. Um, and they saw a chef at a banquet table with two burners, and he was doing beef bourguignon. Um, and he was warming up, putting butter in it, just finishing it off with creamy mashed potatoes. Uh, the chef was there uh, with one of our banquet staff in a tuxedo. They'd sit down at this long banquet table. They'd get served that. They'd have red or white wine. We had a trumpet player that was at the station at the tea with them. And then to the right was the uh, Monte Carlo Derrick style. And one of our pro <laughs> shop team had on a pair of coveralls, a greasy uh, a ball cap. His face was all greased up. Um, and he had a big wrench, like a 14 inch wrench and we, we had bought uh, six remote control trucks and he had a course set up. So after dinner, they went and they got a remote control and we had two heats, one with the women and one with the men and then the winners faced off against each other. And they, they had to race this course with these remote control trucks. Um, and if they fell over, uh, Brennan would go and he'd pick it up and he'd lift it up with his wrench and he'd point out with a wrench, like don't ruin my truck. And, uh, and, and you, so you saw 75 year olds who haven't had one of these lists with their grandkids having the most fun of their life. And the 25 year olds, like they just, they didn't want to leave the station. They just wanted to do that again. Um, and then they play the 10th hole and they get to the 11th tee and our, 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 our youth director was there and he's, he's a, he teaches our bow and our archery classes uh, in our summer camps. And he was, did an archery uh, demonstration. And then he said, He'd look at somebody and say, you know, so here's the deal. Wherever I, the arrow lands is where you tee off from. It's a par five. And he'd look and he'd say, you know, you guys weren't that nice to me. And this thing, this arrow would end up somewhere in the middle of the forest, right? Like in the <laughs> <laughs> they say, you tee off from up there. And then he'd look and say, you were so nice to me. And then the next one would go right down the middle of the fairway. That's awesome. And then when they were done, we had uh, a big bonfire uh, going out outside our banquet room. We had hula dancers when they arrived and everybody got a lay and they were, we had a s'more station. So everybody could make their, their own s'mores out around this bonfire. And then inside the chef had created this wonderful Sunday station and we had a DJ playing and a dance broke out on the lawn and on the, on our outside deck. 
Um, and people were absolutely blown away. They were um, just dumbfounded up, up to the extent and the detail to the team was. And I heard, I heard days after this, people were coming up to me going, I got, I just got it. Like Stephanie put the, my beer in a brown paper bag because that's what a homeless person would drink their beer from was a brown paper bag. You know? So the level of detail that every single station and every single team went into was really appreciated by our members. And it's, it will sell out. Um, people were asking uh, that evening how they register for next year. And they were texting friends who didn't know what it was and didn't want to participate and said, you have no idea what you're missing. So we think it's going to sell out next year within minutes of registration. Well, for sure. I mean, I love this story so much, Jim, you know, because it breaks the golf club, right? It breaks the traditional golf club. And, you know, members love to, um, you know, it's, it's, I mean, my analogy for it is that, you know, I, I love fine dining. I love it. I love the idea of going to Michelin starred restaurants. I love having fancy dinner dates with my wife, but boy, oh boy, buddy, a quarter pounder every once in a while is pretty good. You know what I'm saying? And when you, when you kind of turn the, the turn, you know, turn the club on its ear like that and give people something so radically different, something so unexpected, it's so delightful and, and, and thrilling. Yeah. And you know, it just, it, it presents the team in a completely different light for them and in, in right. them somewhere completely different. And they so truly appreciate uh, the level of detail and the, um, uh, the work that went into what they did for them. And by the way, we had the best night that we've had this summer that day. Like it was 20 degrees Celsius, not a mosquito and not a breath of wind. It was without question the best night that we've ever had, which makes a big difference. But, um, you know, once again, it was just one of those events where, um, you know, our team just uh, completely bought into it. And we they were given the freedom to come up with their own themes uh, to come up with the detail, we, we explained that, we you know, this is the detail you need to get into. Um, and, you know, it, you just can't sort of, you're not going to be able to just kind of wing this thing. You got to really think it through. And when we did that, um, you know, everybody in the facilities, everyone's just stepped right up. And, you know, there we've got, our members are also seeing, um, you know, our golf pro um, uh, on the tee with his, his three kids and his wife. And they're going, man, he's even brought his, uh, family out for this as well. So when you can do all of those things, um, I think what happens is that, um, you know, the members really see you in a different light and appreciate the effort that you put for them. I'll read you if I can, Roger, this is a, a long podcast for us, but this was an email that I received um, last Tuesday. And it said, hi, Jim, I just wanted to send a note to you and your wonderful staff that Derek for the excellent job you did in organizing the Expect the Unexpected Golf event on July 26th. I've attended a few of our he-she tournaments, which is something we have each year in the past, but nothing compares to the most recent event. The creativity was fantastic. Derek's staff went above and beyond to make this an unforgettable experience. I feel they had as much fun as we had. And trust me, our team had as much fun as the members did. A shout out to our F&B staff as the food was amazing and Mother Nature helped out as well. Thank you again for all the hard work that I'm sure went into planning this. I'll make a point of getting my name in early for the second annual as this will be sold out of that through word of mouth. Take care. Um, oh, 
So good, man. And you know what, Jim, I just want to, I want to piggyback on that because one of the other really cool things about this, and I really hope this episode spreads around your club to your hardworking staff, but you know, you're beaming about it. It's one thing to just kind of relay the story for the benefit of, of, uh, you know, helping, uh, you know, other club managers, uh, maybe pull something similar off at their club, but it's quite evident in your voice as you tell the story, the, the joy that you have retelling it and, and the pride that you have in what your team was able to pull off for your club. Never been prouder of a team in my life. And it, this was uh, of all the ones I've done in probably uh, this is my eighth or nine that I've been involved with in, in, in my, at my third club. This was the easiest for me because the team bought in and did it all. And the beauty was, is every single piece of that event got cleaned up that night. So when a golfer teed off at six 30 on Saturday morning, he never knew there was an event on that evening. Right. You know, Jim, as we, um, as we wrap up this episode, um, one of the coolest things about it is I knew it was happening. And then I got an email, a follow-up email because I'm on your club's mailing list uh, about the event and it just all the email was was pictures of the crazy stuff that was going on at that event there was no long write-up it was just it was literally i think it was six or seven or maybe eight pictures of the event that made me realize that i was in the wrong place that time that i needed to be at your club and i thought that that was one of the most impactful uh, pieces of email marketing because it's going to get your recipients to do one of three things. It's going to get people to call you and go, what are these pictures of? It looks great. It's going to get people to talk to other members and say, what are these pictures of? They look fantastic. And it's going to get your members that were in attendance to say, uh, hey, did you see these images? Uh, we had such an awesome time. By the way, here's a few pictures that I took. So I really want to commend you guys for that. Well, Roger, thank you. And I just want to throw it back at you that uh, we picked that up from listening to you on these, this podcast and the marketing podcast. And next year when we advertise this event, we're just going to do that same roll of pictures and we're going to say, have you registered yet? There you go. That's all you need to do. We really hope this episode is a big help to you. If you know somebody else that could benefit from this episode, please share it and let's grow together. Yeah, the archive of this podcast is available at engagedclub.com, where you can also subscribe to our YouTube channel and join our Slack space for more discussion. And of course, we'd always like to hear your thoughts, questions, ideas, comments, anything you have to say via email at hello at engagedclub.com. Thanks for listening.